0: Welcome to the Cardinal Cover, your go-to place for behind-the-scenes coverage of Pleasant Plains Athletics. My name is Jack Severino. I'm joined with Peyton Handy. Peyton, how are you doing today? I'm doing
1: pretty good. How are you guys doing?
0: Doing good. This interview is with Mr. Grisham, who has been the Athletic Director here at Pleasant Plains since 2019. Mr. Grisham was previously the Athletic Director at Mount Pulaski. Mr. Grisham, thank you for joining us today.
1: Appreciate you having me. No problem. Uh, Our first question today is, tell us a little bit about your background before being an athletic director and then coming to Pleasant Plains.
2: Well, I've been in education long enough. I won't bore you and skip my (laughs) high school and college years, so we'll just uh, just stay away from that. So uh, I've been in education 24 years, started at Edinburgh as a teacher and a coach. I taught PE and coached high school baseball, middle school baseball, and middle school basketball, and then Continued that later on at, at uh, Mount Pulaski, and I was there for eighteen years. And the the last ten before I transitioned to Plains, I was the athletic director. And of course, I've now been here for three years. Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, coming here, what uh, attracted you to the Pleasant Plains athletic director job?
2: You know, I've I'm not from Central Illinois, but being at Mount Pulaski, I was you know got really familiar with all the schools in Central Illinois over my you know, 18 years of being there. And Pleasant Plains was always a school that um, was highly regarded with their athletics. A lot mm-hmm. of success, a lot of good coaches, a lot of great athletes. Um, so, you know, that got my attention. But I had a good working relationship with Mrs. Greer. Yep. And, you know, she sat in this seat as AD and and we kind of threw ideas back and forth over our career, and I really enjoyed working with her, and I thought, you know, I'll just, I'll give her a call and see, and she encouraged me to apply, and here I am.
1: Can you discuss some short-term and long-term goals for the new Athletic Performance Center, like the shootouts and sectionals that we'll be able to host this year?
2: Sure, so uh, my focus right away was um, IHSA postseason events, um, not that I don't, want to or would like to host tournaments but I think it's a great advantage to be able to have your teams play on your home court so I actually uh, took some pictures of the gym and I sent them to the IHSA and told them hey we're ready to host uh, some higher level tournaments right now our current gym only allows for regionals basically for basketball Mm -hmm. and now uh you know we'll be able to host sectionals and even a super sectional for volleyball. So I've I've kind of reached out to them and say, hey, you know we're, we're ready to go. And so I'd really like to be able to uh, maximize our opportunities with IHSA postseason because playing
1: at home obviously yeah. is a, a true advantage. And with all the fans there, it's starting to get packed now. Little gym. it's about time for a bigger gym, I'd say.
2: I would agree. I would agree, and I'm hoping the fact that, that the gym is bigger that it will encourage even more people to come out because they can sit comfortably and watch the game. Yep.
0: COVID impacted schools across the board, the athletic director job being no exception. What were some of the challenges that you had to face as an AD during this time?
2: You know, I know a lot of people said, Oh, it just must be a nightmare rescheduling everything. And, uh, you know, so many changes and, and sometimes like from one week to the next, I remember basketball season, you know, we had to revamp our whole schedule for boys basketball last year, like literally within a week, and, you know, that was difficult and everything, um, but I'll tell you, probably the biggest challenge to me, and I don't know if it was a challenge or if it just ended up being the worst part of it, was I always felt like I was the bearer of bad news. Mm-hmm. Every email I sent um, was, no, you can't do this, no, we can't play this game, no, we've got to move the schedule, no, we got to cancel the season. And uh, that really wore on me more than anything because I became an athletic director to, you know, watch kids play sports and enjoy that. And when I didn't have control over that, I had to take that away. You know, I I often said, you know, this is, I didn't sign up for this. So Mm -hmm. probably that weighed on my shoulders the most and was the most difficult thing for me to do was constantly say, no, you can't And that was just a lot of guidelines
1: you had to follow, right? That was... Wasn't yeah, wasn't all you, it was mainly more the state.
2: Yeah, I mean, we were just following the state guidelines, our hands were tied. Yeah, I would have loved to have be been able to, for somebody to tell me, you just do what you think we should do. And, you know, we still would have, you know, worked to, you know, to protect everybody. But I think uh, if, if it had been up to me, we would have presented more opportunities instead of
0: taking them away. So do you think that it should be up to the schools to decide what they should do with their athletics and games? Or do you think follow the state, do what the state says? no matter what the circumstance is you know schools have been in the business of protecting kids
2: since they started way before my time yeah and i've always thought schools did a pretty good job for the most part and schools aren't perfect school yeah. administrators teachers nobody's perfect we've always tried to do a pretty good job of taking care of kids and doing what's right and what's best so I, I wish that schools would have had a little bit more control over it, maybe some parameters set, you know, by the Department of Public Health and, and CDC and whatnot. But give us some leeway to look at our school individually and then work from there. But, uh, yeah, I wish we'd have had a little bit more control because, you know, I think, uh, I think we could have made things work. You know, if, if you just let the schools kind of take care of themselves a little
0: bit. Yeah, because all schools are different. I mean, especially for us, we're not a huge school. So we, I mean, some of these kids, this is what they love to do and what they want to do. And then they just get that taken away from them they without a choice. They
1: choose like between sports last year too, which.
0: I remember last year volleyball, there was some people you had to decide between school or club. And what person wants to make that decision? No, and I, you
2: know, I and I understand athletes who chose club or chose school. I support them one hundred percent because it was a difficult decision, and it was a decision that was a no-win situation yeah. for them because they were put right in the middle of it. So, yeah, those are some of the things that, had we been able to navigate a little bit differently, we could have avoided.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, from your point of view, how important are the athletics and extracurricular students or? Uh, extracurricular events to students in the Pleasant Plains community. You know,
2: I would just, I would go beyond that and say that athletics and extracurriculars are a vital part of any school district. I don't care if you get 6,000 kids in your school or a hundred. Being in education for, what I say, 24 years, I might be off a year, I've done it long enough, I can't remember, (laughs) but um, I've seen kids that would not have made it through school without athletics
0: just them having to keep their grades up to be able to participate in that game gives them kind of like a motivation for school to play to go to that practice after school to play in that game that weekend so it is very vital for kids in the school
2: yeah not every kid's a a student i mean Mm -hmm. they're really not As much as we'd like to think that every kid that walks through these doors is going to be a good student, school is not for some kids. Oh, yeah. You know, the workforce, you know, they get out of school, they go out, and they're hard Mm -hmm. workers, and they make a good living, and school is not for some of them. But to keep them in check a little bit, athletics and extracurriculars, you know, can help aid with that.
0: Yeah, us being in the fall sports season right now, take us through a typical day of saying there's a volleyball game or a football game after school. What do you do in the morning, during the game, or even after the game?
2: So like football, um, you know, usually it starts a couple days before I reach out to my officials. You know, I let them know, um, and I do this for volleyball too, I let them know where they're going to come in the building. I let them know where they're going to dress. Um, uh, for football especially, I give them a, a, a timeline of when the anthem is going to be played, when the teams are going to take the field. I also send that to opposing schools reach out to my ticket takers, make sure that, you know, they're available. Um, I go out and make sure that, uh, uh, you know, Aaron Hand, who does our uh, maintenance outside and groundskeeping, he sets up some stuff for us. I go out, you know, and let him know, hey, I need a couple extra tables. We're doing a 50-50 drawing, or there's a fundraiser coming in. And so those are some of the setup things. And then, you know, during the course of the game, I just kind of, that's a good part. I kind of enjoy it and obviously monitor the fans and and stuff like that to a certain degree. And then at the end of the game, make sure the officials get back to their locker room. And then usually I'm the last one out of here because i got to turn off all the lights, lock the bathrooms. And, I was
0: going to uh, say, uh, when do you leave at a normal time? Say for a 7 o'clock football game, how late do you think you're here? You know,
2: um it's not unreasonable to yeah. leave between ten thirty and eleven, and it just depends on the length of the game, and it depends on how long people kind of hang out yeah. out there. Um, but it's not unreasonable to think ten thirty or eleven on a football
1: night. Well, talking about the fans and the most recent games, and like, uh, what do you think is important about the student sections at PPHS moving forward during the school year?
2: So I think our fan section's been, you know, really good this year, Um, numbers-wise, and, you know, just the enthusiasm um, has been great. And I I hope it continues to stay that way, if not grow. Um, You know, they've had some pretty good themes and pretty good ideas associated with games. Um, And since you brought it up, this is my opportunity to say, um, we just want to make sure that we're respectful during the course Mm -hmm. of the game. Yeah, we're trying to beat our opponent, and, and and we wanna win. You mm-hmm. know, everybody wants to win, but at the same time, you know, have some respect for the opponent. And I'm not saying we're not doing that. Yeah. We always just need to remember that and keep that in our mind that uh, you know it, it needs to be friendly competition with a lot of respect for the opposing school and coaches and fans.
0: Uh, what are some of the standards and expectations you have at Puzzle Points? You know, you said before that it's a it's a sports school. And, you know, uh, we have high expectations. And is that, would you say that's any different than what you had at Mount Pulaski?
2: No, you know, Mount Pulaski was a smaller school, but athletics, uh, you know, and I'm not saying bigger schools don't focus on athletics, Mm -hmm. but at small schools, athletics are, are have always been a huge deal. And uh, it it was true at Mount Pulaski, um, you know, any kid that participate on the athletic team wanted to do well mm-hmm. and everything. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, when you're talking expectations, um, first and foremost, I, I want all of our athletes and coaches to represent our school well, yeah. you know. Um, and I think we've done a good job of that. You know, we everybody's been to a game where they've seen an athlete on another team do something that they shouldn't do. And we want to make sure that we're not doing stuff like that. Now, will it happen on occasion? Absolutely. Kids aren't perfect, and the coaches aren't perfect, but we want to make sure it's not a regular routine to do things that um, should I say tarnish our reputation and our name. I would like to walk down the street in Springfield and have somebody introduce themselves, and we have a short conversation. I tell them on the activities director at Pleasant Plains and they say, well, you know, I've been to a few games and your kids are really good, your coaches are good. Those are the things, um, you know, that I like to hear. So that certainly is an expectation. And then uh, the other expectation is is for our athletes and coaches just to do the best that they can possibly do, to invest everything they have, work as hard as they can and uh, win or lose. That's all I can ask for is is putting forth max effort. I've always said, if you're going to do it, Due to You're the best right. of your capabilities. Yeah.
1: Yep. So obviously, being an athletic director, sports must be very. You must be very passionate about sports. What does sports mean on a personal level to you?
2: Well, you know, growing up, I played baseball, basketball, and football, and I, I was lucky. I was at a small school where I was afforded that opportunity. Um, and I, I was kind of one of those students that uh, I. I wasn't terrible in school, but I was there for, I was aware of for sports and the social side of it. And honestly, it's when I got to college that I really decided that I needed to study. Um, But, you know, I think that was something that really carried me through. And I think above all, it gave me a lot of confidence going into, you know, college and stuff. And so, you know, athletics, I think, are so important, extracurriculars, because it takes kids out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you experience winning, but you have to understand that how to act when you win. Mm-hmm. You learn about failure, which is very, very tough, and you l- learn how to overcome that. Um, you learn to deal with injuries, as as you well know, yep. you get injuries and you, and you try to come back from those things, and it just makes you stronger, makes you gain confidence. And, uh, you know, that's why I said I I wish every kid in our school would find one thing to do, one Mm -hmm. extracurricular activity. You know, I don't care if you decided that you wanted to play football or if you wanted to be in the fall play. I just think it serves a vital role in maturing as an individual when you go on to college or go on to the workforce.
0: Being an athletic director at Puzzle Plains, there have been a ton of great memories so far. What has been your top memory so far?
2: Well, let's just say that COVID has not been my yeah, top memory. I would put you know, that at that, the bottom of the list. That That is a given, but, uh, but you know, um, it seems like I've been here forever, but I haven't. I mm-hmm. think COVID has done that. Um, I'll tell you, when the girls' basketball team won the state championship, that was just fun for me because I was still learning. Um, I was still learning kids' names. I was still learning you know, meeting people. And during the course of that postseason, from regionals on, you know, I went to the regionals and went to the sectional game. I didn't get to go to the super sectional game because I was here for regional boys Mm -hmm. basketball. But it seemed like every game that I continued to go to, I I met a new family member. And it was just kind of neat. It kind of kind of started to get me in tune with the people here. But I think the best part about it was I didn't know the girls a lot, Mm -hmm. but I got to go on that ride and they were easy to root for because they were, what I would say, I would hope all of our kids would continue to be here. Just good kids, easy to root for, just easy to to jump on that, that train and just ride. And, you know, I had a lot of, colleagues say oh you go oh, your girls want it and I said well that's my first year and even if it was my 10th I had nothing to do with it. Yeah. but I surely enjoyed the ride so you know that's a memory in itself but you know anytime I've seen our athletes succeed even you know state you know su- succeeding isn't just a state championship it's it's sometimes winning that game nobody expected you to win or 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 it's losing that tough game but um showing a little class and dignity afterwards, mm-hmm. that's, you know, th- those are things that are highlights to me. You know, I would say where our boys' basketball team lost to SHG, we all yeah. know that that was a difficult game to swallow and to watch, and I I, I really thought our kids, you know, really stayed composed.
0: I know, especially better. after the game, you know, there are some controversial things said or done by parents in the stands, but – for the most part we held our own you know we walked off the court we swallowed the loss and it was tough i'll say that just being i was in the locker room for that and just seeing tears from people you would never see tears before it was hard to see and it sucks but we went on with it and we showed class i would say after that loss and after what we experienced that game i totally agree i totally agree yep yeah. well that was the cardinal cover Uh, Thank you, Mr. Grisham, for coming along and being on this. Uh, It was a great episode, I think, and uh, I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. I'd love to do it any time.